Well, for the final part of this episode, we are delighted to be joined by a good friend of the show, Zay from Especialistas de Segunda, an organization specializing in the second division of Portuguese football. Uh, those of our listeners who listened to last year's show will be familiar with Zay. They would have heard his analysis of Esteril Pryor, Vizela and Aruca. Uh, he told us everything we needed to know about those teams when they were promoted. And he's kindly agreed to join us again to help us learn more about uh, the new teams that will be joining us in the Primera Liga this season. So a big hello to you, Zay, and welcome to the show. Hello, Albert. Hello, everyone who is listening. Uh, that was a good introduction. <laughs> in Portugal, sometimes we we don't look uh, for the good potential we have, the clubs, the people. Uh, sometimes we only speak about uh, three clubs, uh, and there are many more um, players, uh, supporters, and clubs that uh, deserves to be talked about. So thank you uh, for the project you have, and it's a pleasure, you know, to be here. Absolutely. We uh, we agree on that completely. Before we start, Jose, I need to say thank you to yourself because on last year's show, we spoke about Vizela uh, and I asked you for some players that you thought would be the most exciting to watch or maybe their best players. And one of the players that you chose was Kiko Bondoso. Now, I had never heard of this player before. I'd never watched him play until you told me about him. And I have to say last season in the Primera Liga, he was one of my favorite players. I was so impressed by this player. I think he has the quality to play at a very high level, maybe even for one of the best four teams in Portugal. I think he has great quality. So a uh, big thank you for telling us all about him. I think uh, everyone had the, that reaction uh, you, you have because um, when you look for him the first time, you realize it's, uh, it's something else. It's a special player. And he shows it uh, showed in the last season, and he already shown in the in the second division. Mm. And quickly before we start again, uh, how happy were you that all three teams from last season uh, maintained in the Primera Liga? They stayed in the top division. They weren't relegated. Um, it's something that we asked you for your opinion. You said maybe it'll be difficult for Aruca, maybe it'll be difficult for Vizela, but all three teams had great success in the Primera Liga and managed to survive in the Primera Liga. So you must have been happy to see that. Of course, I'm happy because uh, I've seen, I will say, 50% of the, the games they played last season. Uh, and it uh, doesn't surprise me because uh, what I've seen in second division, um, they, do, they did it now in a different context, but with the same quality. And um, one of the big uh, secrets to do it uh, was to keep uh, their best players. Uh, Roca kept uh, André Silva. Uh, in Vizela, uh, you talked about Kiko Bondoso. Uh, Sturil uh, had some players uh, from the, the past season. So uh, that was the secret, keep the, the, their best players. Uh, and then um, the, the first, we say in Portugal that the first year after you get promoted, uh, it's a special year. And um, the environment, it's everything different. And uh, these teams uh, and their supporters, um, they, they should be very happy with this achievement, of course. Absolutely. And we were very pleased that all three new teams survived. And hopefully the same thing will happen again this season. So we're going to talk about those three new teams joining the Primera Liga this season, Rio Ave, Casapia and Chaves. For those who don't know, 
Rio Ave were champions of the Segunda Liga. Casapia finished in second. And Chavez were promoted through the playoff against Morarens. Very interesting. So I want to start, Jose, by talking about how these clubs got promoted. And let's talk about Rio Ave as champions. Maybe you can tell us the story of their season. What is it about this club that made them champions? What made them stand out from the other teams? Well, um, from these three clubs, uh, Rio Ave was the big favorite uh, in the promotion race. I would say from the very first minute, from the minute they got uh, relegated, they 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 start uh, planning this this promotion. Um, they start having good results uh, in the in the first games of the season. Uh, good games, the supporters uh, following them everywhere. That environment that I talked to you about uh, some minutes ago. Uh, but in a certain time, they have bad results. Uh, then came the the COVID and affected some some players, the staff. Uh, some games got uh, got to be uh, rescheduled and. Um, and they end the year of uh, of 2021 with some problems. Uh, but then, if you ask me that time, uh, if I have any doubt that they, they, they will be promoted, I would say I didn't. But the fact is, uh, this second division is very unpredictable. It's a roller coaster, as I call it. Um, and it's very difficult to say something. And then Rehoav realizes um, that uh, they should be uh, more humble. Um, if if they got uh, the attitude like um, I'm the big Rewav from the Premier League, uh, that would not uh, uh, have the results. So they they adapted to the situation. Uh, Mister Luis Freire realizes they got to do some changes, and uh, the victories uh, start appearing. Um, but he has yeah they start having a good defensive uh, defensive security and uh, start having clean sheets. The, um, uh, they manage their emotions, in my opinion, in the way that uh, none team has had done it in, um, in the full season. So I think uh, that was the secret. Uh, they start winning games against the candidates, like Ferenc, let's say, let's... Uh, uh, like Casapia, and uh, the other teams start looking at them like uh, the powerful Riwaf, and that was uh, a big, a big achievement of of this team. Yeah, I agree. I think it was very easy at the beginning of the season to see that Riwaf had the strongest squad. They had the best players. There were still many players in that squad who had Premier League quality. There were players who had played most of their careers in the Premier League, so you could see from the beginning that they had the quality, but. I did keep an eye on the second division and I noticed that the start of their season wasn't perhaps what we expected. They weren't necessarily uh, in the relegation battle or anything, but maybe they were only third or or second. So they weren't right at the top as we expected, but they really did manage to, as you say, compete against the other big teams and and solidify the title. And um, How about Kazapir then? Because am I right in saying that perhaps this is maybe historically a, a smaller team than the likes of Rio Ave. Maybe they weren't expected to be one of the teams at the top of the table, but they obviously had a phenomenal season. Uh, so what was that down to? Was that expected for you? Were you surprised? Well, um, if you look for their history, that is uh, maybe the, the best moment of their history. Not planning at all. But if you look from what is behind the scenes 
um let me say that honestly i, I believe that they they were the the best prepared club for this season the way they move in the transfer window um the training conditions uh, for the for the athletes in here I'm not talking about uh, the conditions for the the fans, the supporters, for the the social media. I'm talking about uh, conditions for the athletes in the day by day. Um, talking about health, uh, um, about um, the food, everything is planned. And I would say that uh, uh, in condition trainings for the athletes in the day by day, they they were like uh, I don't know top ten, top twelve uh, in Portugal. So they uh, they take care of the the everything to get um so far from um so close from the top and i think that results uh, very well and the plan the challenge was to to be promoted in three in three years uh, with this uh, with this corporate uh, but they 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 got it on just two and that proves that they were prepared or preparing for something like this. Uh, they never felt down um, all over the the season. Even when they had they had that pressure that uh, that come with uh, the good results. Um, I see some people. I watch some games in the stadium, and I, I watch some people uh, talking about uh, the dreams and the, uh, what's gonna happen next game. And um, that should have put uh, that could have put some some pressure in the in the players, but. He hadn't. Um, they kept that in that energy, that concentrations, and uh, and it well, you know, it went very well. Um, if you look uh, with attention, they barely managed to to be like I don't know three points clear from the top. Uh, so it's not it was not an easy way to to this second to to rescue I'll say this uh, this second place. Uh, but the truth is that. They they had everything and they they were very concentrated from the the first fixture uh, to the to the last game. Fantastic! Well, it sounds like they're a team who've been preparing for promotion for a little while, so it's great to see them have that success. And lastly, for Chavez, they finished a few points behind the top two. So, for our listeners, were they ever a team that was competing for the title? Is this a team that expected to be promoted? How was how was their season and compared to their expectations? Uh, that's a very interesting uh, question because uh, for the second year in a row, uh, Shav start uh, bad uh, start the season with bad results. Uh, but um, for their history, for the um, the fact that the, they are the uh, president that takes very good care of the club. Um, the supporters, uh, they are very connected to the club also. Um, everything uh, that surrounds the club made them candidates uh, every time. So even when they were like, uh, I don't know, seven points from the top, uh, they were candidates. Everyone look at them like the everything can happen. Um, but as I said, by the results, in the in the start of the season, then they game by game they start winning the winning points uh, and start to climb the the table and um, they win they won fundamental games. Uh, as example, uh, with Riwav, I think they they won the game in January something like that in the in the a fundamental uh, period of the season and they start believing and at that time it was like we have this chance and we won't drop it. And they don't. And uh, when you face this kind of teams, um, the game is always alive. They, they they are always looking for for something more. And um, I would say if they didn't draw 
the game against Estrela da Amadora, um, one one game from the the finish, uh, they would be second, uh, and that's the truth. And just to quickly ask about the playoff match because I watched both uh, both legs of the playoff. Uh, I was obviously very interested to see Chaves. I was very familiar with Morarens. I watched a lot of Morarens last season. Um, and my prediction was that Morarens would win that game despite the difficulties that they had. Uh, was that your prediction? Were you surprised that Chaves won or did you think that they were strong enough to, to beat Morarens? What surprised me uh, was the the first leg result. Mm, I didn't yes. expect that it was so easy. Uh, let's say uh, I, I was expecting a, a draw, uh, maybe a result that uh, gives the the second leg more unpredictable. Um, but that that uh, didn't happen that way. Shav uh, made a, a very good um, a very good game, uh, win the game by two goals, I, I guess, and uh, made the second leg much more uh, much more easy if that word exists in football. Honestly, first minutes of the game, I, I look at the, I look at Chaves and I say, oh, they are very nervous. Um, that's not normal. Um, they are feeling the, the environment. They are feeling the game. And that could be dangerous. Uh, but then they had two opportunities and they scored uh, two goals that made them uh, in front of the, um, of the playoff. And then second leg, uh, they defend very well. Yeah. I remember that game very clearly and I was uh that like you say the first part of the game I thought they looked tense they looked nervous but then they really grew into the game and I think they were deservedly uh the better team. Well, let's move on and talk about the way that these teams play, perhaps the way the manager instructs them to play. Um let's start with Rio Ave. Luis Ferreira of course, a manager that I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be familiar with from his time at Nacional in the Primera Liga. Only 36 years old, still a very young manager. Um, and I was interested to see him become Rio Ave manager at a very unstable time for Rio Ave when they had just been relegated. And not just relegated, but the way they were relegated in that playoff, they lost 5-0 to Aruca on aggregate, I believe. It was very humiliating almost. The fans were very upset, so it was very painful and he took over at a difficult time. Um, you were talking about him bringing humility to Rio Ave. Um, did he also bring confidence to that team? Yeah, um, in the start of the season, they he talked, with, he talked with some players, some key players. From what I read, he talked uh, with some players and he... Uh, he, he tried to understand uh, what they they wanted for uh, for their careers. Uh, uh, for example, some players start the season and then they leave. But uh, when they were at the squad, they give their best. And I think that was the the secret of that good start of the season because some players like Adela Sanch, as you as you as you mentioned, um, are players that are not part of his division. Let's be honest; they they belong to the first league, and um, that humble uh, that that I talked about um, is to realize that the context is different. And now uh, Rio Ave has uh, had another another goal, and uh, the goal was to to be promoted. Uh, Rio Ave started the season playing in a four four two formation. Um, but that was only in paper because uh, one of the one of the the most valuable characteristic in the 
the way Luis Freire put his teams uh, playing, in my opinion, is that every player has a, a function when they have the ball, uh, when they attack, and when they, they haven't. So, for example, the left back, Pedro Moral, usually, uh, he joined the defensive line and, and helped him to, to have some uh, ball possession in the, um, in the first uh, in the first minute. So, uh, the wingers, they, they are very energetic from the start. Uh, in midfield, Guga uh, is, a, is a player, as I call it, uh, he runs the show. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he likes to to pick up the ball and to um, and to to take it for, for the offensive midfield, uh, and one of the big weapons of his of this uh, Riwav uh, was the crosses. Um, Costinha in the right side, Pedro Amaral in the left side. Uh, they put the ball in the area um, with very uh, with very quality. And when you have player like a player like Pedro Mendes, uh, Jakub Aziz, even Zé Manuel. Um, in the area, it's uh, all possible. So uh, that's the way um, they like to play. And when they score the goal, uh, they have uh, absolutely no problems. And when I talked about the humbleness, um, humble is this: uh, when they score a the goal, they don't have the problem to defend deep and to play in the counter attack. Um, in the first games, um, they have some problems in in to do it because they they want to be the the big rewave in my opinion. Uh, but then they realize that uh, that's that to, that's only possible if they win games, and that's the best way to do it. Very very interesting. It sounds like Luis Ferreira has had a big impact on that team and has been really important um, in their success. Uh, let's talk about Casapia then, uh, and interestingly. I noticed that they scored less goals than Rio Ave and Chavez last season. But similarly, they conceded the least goals in the league and actually a lot less goals than any other team. They only conceded 22 goals in the whole season. Rio Ave were the next best with 31. So it's quite a big difference. Does that accurately describe Casapia's playing style? Because it suggests perhaps that they're more defensive solidly. Oh, uh, no, I don't think they are a, a defensive team. Um, if you see, um, contrarily to Rewave, that uh, the players uh, move from this position very often, uh, Kazapia is a, a very organized team. Uh, if you look uh, to the, their defense, they have Vasco Fernandes. Uh, for me, it's Sir Vasco Fernandes. It's uh, very respectful and respected uh, by everyone. And it's the, the chief of, of that defense. It's, it's not that defender uh, that have the skills with the ball, but uh, he leads the back three. Uh, and um, if he says, uh, okay, let's defend 30, 30 meters more in front, uh, everyone follow him. Uh, in, the, in the goal, they have Ricardo Batista, a goalkeeper that is, uh, has uh, great qualities with and without the ball. Um, so uh, I think what this Casapia has as what this what this Casapia did was something uh, very special because um, you talked me about uh, twenty two goals conceded, but some of of that goals were uh, were conceded in the same game, so three or four uh, games. So um, the most value characteristic of that defense is that they are capable of uh, um, having clean sheets. Uh, with uh, with some regularity. So um, in the start of the season, they start in the four-two-three-one um, position uh, formation, but soon they realize that the the three-four-two form 
the 343 formation fit perfectly uh, with their squad their squad um, they found a balanced way to attack let's say um, the characteristics of that kind of players like Godin like Jota uh, it's more to to not defend so deep they like to defend uh, more in front. So um, they were very organized. Uh, they like to, to press powerful. Alternatively uh, to that um, to that idea that you told me about uh, the defensive team, uh, they like to press powerful and they know the moments when to do it. Uh, they understand the, the moments of the game uh, very well. And then uh, when they win the second ball, because they not always have the, the, the ball possession, uh, when they, they they win the second ball, uh, they try to, to go behind. Uh, now they don't have Jota Silva, uh, but he was a player that uh, pushed the defensive line of the opponent um, some meters down and, uh, and tried to, to score goals in counter-attack. So I think that was the secret. One team that adapted very well to every opponent. Well, you mentioned Jota Silva there and also some great players for Rio up earlier. We're going to come on and talk about players in, in just a second. But quickly first then on, on, on Chavez, you mentioned that they started slowly. They had a, a difficult start to the season, but then they, they improved. Did they have to change something tactically uh, in order to improve? Was there issues perhaps defensively or, or was it just psychological problems? Um, psychologically, maybe because uh, in Portugal, uh, when that uh, when something happened once and uh, is willing to to happen twice, we say there's a um, there's ghosts, <laughs> there's ghosts over there, <laughs> and uh, the ghosts start happening, uh, start appearing, and uh, maybe it was psychological. I don't know. Uh, what I know is that uh, is um, a chaves with João Teixeira and without uh, João Teixeira. And Chaves, in my opinion, uh, they uh, uh, and sometimes they, they didn't put João Teixeira in the position that, in my opinion, is the best for him. Let me say, if he plays at the offensive midfield uh, alone, Behind the um, behind the forward, uh, he's too far from the from the first touches in the ball uh, in the defense, and the team needs needs him to uh, to work uh, with the ball uh, their best. If he plays too too close to the defense, um, you will need Juan Teixeira uh, in the in front, so more in front. So what happened is that uh, the first games. I think he was not defined uh, where was the um, the best position for him. But I'll repeat, the best they did was to to start gaining confidence and and start winning points. That was the best the best they did. Well, let's talk about players then, because you're describing some great players. Joao Teixeira, eight goals and eight assists for Chavez. Clearly, a very key player. Who were some other key players uh, for Chavez? I can see their top scorer was Wellington Carvalho. I believe he has sadly left the club, but they seem to have some good players. So for you, who were Chavez's key players and who should we be looking out for next season? Uh, the key player is uh, Jean Teixeira, in my opinion. <laughs> Easy answer. <laughs> because uh, for some people, uh, you know, that's curious because uh, for some people uh, who only watch one or two games uh, of Jean Teixeira, uh, he might show a lack of motivation or something. Uh, but he's not. He's, he's part of his characteristics. Uh, it's a player uh, enjoyable to watch and uh, made a difference, as I said. Uh, you talk about Wellington Carvalho. Uh, it's a player that was very... I think he, he had the, his best season uh, when you we talk about facts, goals, six uh, goals, passes, um, because uh, 
he need is a player that, uh, um, for example, John Teixeira is a player that uh, you give you, you give him a ball, and uh, <laughs> and he runs the show. Uh, Wellington Carvalho needs uh, uh, that the players uh, are connecting with him, are uh, uh, making the move, making the pass. Uh, it's a player that needs a good environment uh, uh, to 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 appearance, and that happened in the last season. Uh, I could talk about um, Bruno Langa. The, the left back uh, who is uh, offensive left back likes to explore inside inside spaces to cross very well uh, the central back Alexandro uh, Alexandro Ribeiro <laughs> um, went went to Lille so was a big move this transfer window for a good fee a good amount uh, and is um, a player that is not is uh, not very fast but is uh, is uh, always looking for the action and he intersect the ball when he has to. So I think that the, the big players from Chaves last season may be decent. It's a shame about Alexandre Ribeiro. I was very excited to watch him play in the Premier League, but of course we know how common it is for the best players to be signed by foreign clubs. For anybody who doesn't know, he was signed by Lille in France for, I believe, €2 million. Euros. So a very good fee for second division club. Uh, definitely. Let's talk about Casapir. You already mentioned Jota Silva. Now, I'm sure lots of our listeners have already watched him play. I watched him play for Vitoria in the Europa Conference League. I don't know if you watched that game, but uh, I thought he had a great impact and I thought he really showed his quality. Um, I got He got an assist in that game, I believe. So he looks like a very uh, exciting, exciting player. Of course, a key player for Casapir. But of the players that Casapia still have who are still at the club who who do you think are the key players that maybe we should look out for maybe someone to start with would be Savior Godwin who was a very exciting uh, striker I believe uh, yes uh, Savior Godwin uh, is a player that um, uh, exploded the last, last season let's say like that uh, but he's still capable of more um, you talked about Jota Silva let me just tell you this story uh, this season, I uh, the last season I start to uh, to move to the conference uh, to the press conferences, uh, and uh, one time a coach uh, told me that um, one of the problems of the second division uh, nowadays is that um, the players uh, want to train lazy, um, <laughs> slowly, and want to play fast. Uh, well, Jota Silva is not that kind of player, I, I think, because he's a, he has a very good mentality. He, he, that explains that uh, two or three years ago, he was in uh, amateur football and now he's in conference league. So he's a, a warrior on the pitch, defends uh, the club that pays him, he defends him. So uh, <laughs> he's a very good, very good player. Um, but you talk about Casapia, the players they, they still have. They sign uh, Leo Bolgar. Uh, very calm, but with a good intercession uh, timing, and might be the, the surprise this year. Uh, you can write Leo mm. Bolgar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, also Leonardo Leo, you might know because uh, it was very, it took very appearances in the media last season. Um, he looks very peaceful, but he's a very effective uh, left winger, let's say. Um, he's very offensive. He trusts him. He trusts himself uh, a lot. And that's that's why sometimes he he lets some spaces behind his back, but uh, because he know he can recover, 
and he recovers uh, with uh, very easily. Um, we also have Duke Pint, was talked about last season. Uh, sometimes he made me. He might seen. Uh, sometimes he made. He may seen uh, disappeared from the game, uh, but he's not. Uh, he's a player that uh, reads the game very well and he acts before the others. Uh, that's some characteristics from the good players. And um, his main characteristic is obviously uh, his killer instinct. That's how we, you call it, right? Mm, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm very excited to see Leonardo Lello. I always, always like players who didn't play for Benfica, Porto Sporting, because so many players, even if it was for the under-18s or the the youth team, they play for one of the big three. So I always like those players who came from smaller clubs. Leonardo Lello, I believe he came from Olyanens. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited to to see him play. Um, and finally, let's talk about Rio Ave. Now, we already said that Rio Ave had lots of Premier League quality players. You mentioned Pedro Mendes, the striker. Now, we still don't know whether he will return to Rio Ave. I think the club wants him and I think... Uh, sporting are happy for him to go back but apparently there is an issue with wages sounds like Pedro Mendes wants uh, a pay rise perhaps um, the one player I really want to ask you about is a player you already mentioned uh, Guga the midfielder he was uh, had the most assists for Rio Ave he won I believe the player of the season maybe yes. the fans player award um, he's a really interesting player for me because he played for the Selassau at youth level. Uh, he's played in the Primera Liga before. This is a player in England, we would say, with pedigree. You know, this is a, a very a quality player. Um, but he's never quite convinced us in, at Primera Liga level. I, I, when I watched him for Rio Ave the season when they were relegated, I wasn't quite convinced you could see there was talent, but he there wasn't enough. But this season, he seems to really have taken on a lot of responsibility Yes. He made himself a key player of the team. So do you think this is a, a new Guga that we're seeing now? Perhaps he is a new player. He's ready to be uh, the player we, we hoped he would be. Yes, I, I, I agree with you. That responsibility mm. uh, he, he added to, to his profile it was very important. Uh, let me just tell you that he had two long-term injuries when he turned professional. Ah, when he, okay. He left Benfica and he, he, he had a long-term injury, like six months or something. And then uh, the first game, he, he, he started back again uh, and he has another uh, long-term injury. So mentality, uh, the mentality he has is very something special. Uh, otherwise, um, if he doesn't have this, uh, this mentality, uh, he was already playing, uh, he, he was already leaving the football because two long-term injuries is too much. Um, but he's a very good player, he put the, the, the team very comfortable with the ball. Uh, he's arrested the ball from the, the red zones, let's say, uh, from the, the dangerous zones and um, know how to, how to, how to, uh, to climb the mountain to uh, to give great moments for the team. Uh, other player that I expect much, it's Costinha, because uh, in the past seasons, uh, Rio Ave had uh, some right backs with more experience, and um, Costinha was a young player from the, the under-23 uh, team, and um, I think no one expected that he was the... Um, 
absolutely first choice for the for the place and it's a right back that uh, has very offensive characteristics and that's why during the game he's almost a winger if you if you take a note um he's fast he's capable to join the attacks very often and he likes to play wide so i think it's a a, a modern right back let's say and um, i think it will be a surprise also uh, and if you want one more player, I will tell you Jonathan. Uh, it's a, um, a key moment goalkeeper, if that is it. Uh, because your team is playing well, you're leading the score, uh, but then by doing nothing, uh, your rival has the chance to score. But Jonathan is full concentrated and uh, he has a great agility. So I think um, it's that kind of player that the big teams uh, like to like to have in their squad. Absolutely. We know how important the goalkeeper is. It's a position that is often uh, overlooked. People don't give it the importance that it needs. So uh, absolutely, it's very exciting. Well, before we finish, um, I will just quickly ask you then, just quickly, we saw all three teams survive from the Premier League last season. Do you think that the same thing can happen again? Do you think that these teams are strong enough to survive in the Premier League? And my instinct is that Rio have definitely... Casapia and Chavez, of course, there is uh, a question mark. Maybe it will be difficult, but in your opinion, how do you see those teams uh, this season? I think Riwav uh, learned a very valuable lesson uh, when they when they get uh, to the second division, and that will make them more uh, uh, humble uh, in the in the goals they they will have for this season. Uh, they will look for the the season. They they must start with that good energy. They start the the past season. Uh, they should they should start uh, very well. And then I think they even if they they finish top ten top eight that they have the potential to. The message for the people will will always be the the survival. So uh, Riwav, I think it's from the three clubs uh, the most prepared for this uh, for this uh, uh, challenge. Um, Kazapia and Charge, for me, my opinion, uh, they are more prepared to stay. That uh, Vizal and Aroca uh, was in the in the in the last season. Um, from because of what I tell you uh, a minute ago, uh, they have some history or some uh, um, conditions that made them. Uh, favorites to stay uh, but let's say uh, it's very soon let's wait for the the first games um the players they will lost maybe some some of great players uh, and let's see what happened in the in the transfer window the transfer window is still open and the season is about to start so still plenty could change but that sounds like a uh, a very good very good um prediction of what will come well before before we leave, uh, Jose, um, I know that a lot of our listeners are fans of the second division and have some favourite teams in the second division. So uh, for those listeners, I wonder if quickly you can just let us know perhaps in the second division what you think might happen this season, what teams you think uh, will be the most exciting to watch. I know the second division uh, is almost upon us. It's almost about to start just like the first division. Uh, yes, um, I would say the, the last season was, I would say, in the past three or four editions, uh, one of the most competitive ones. Um, so far, it's a, a little difficult to to tell you uh, what team 
uh, going to shine uh, this year because uh, uh, the transfer window, as I said, is not closed. Uh, also, the, this year we have the World Cup in November, so the uh, the League Cup games uh, were moved to to that uh, uh, to that period. So uh, I haven't seen uh, a single game from any team, and that makes that uh, makes this exercise uh, a little bit uh, difficult. But I will tell you uh, very fast that um, from what I've seen from the signs and uh, all of that, I would put Florence and the uh, above uh, the other clubs um, but once again the the, the first games uh, will write this uh, um, this letter uh, a little further I would pick also Estrela da Amadora Mafra and Penafiel and maybe Academic Viseu uh, as uh, clubs that can uh, um, that can make some positive uh, things uh, no, no doubt absolutely well we're very excited for the start of not just the Premier League season, but also uh, the second Segunda Liga season. Now, I know a lot of our listeners have great interest in the Segunda Liga, so I cannot recommend Jose's content enough and all the team at Especialists to Segunda. So make sure you go and subscribe to their podcast and follow them on Twitter and their YouTube channel. It's an excellent YouTube channel with great video content. So if you're a fan of the second division and you're a Portuguese speaker, there's so much great content out there for you uh, from Jose. But Jose, it just leaves me to say thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for all your insight. Uh, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you too. Uh, I cannot stop uh, say thank you because uh, overseas there are people that like our football and that's always, uh, that's always good. So thank you and good luck for the future, of course. Thank you very much. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the 2022 Long Ball Football Season Preview Show. A massive thank you to everybody for listening. And if you made it through all three parts, we really do appreciate it. A lot of work from myself and Barney went into uh, these three episodes. And another big thank you to our guest, Jose from Especialistas de Segunda, for his expertise during part three. As you might be able to tell, this outro is being recorded at a different time because, well, uh, in our disorganization, we forgot to record an actual outro. Uh, me and Barney had meant to record uh, something with our season predictions in, but unfortunately, we haven't been able to uh, to get around to it. So look out on our Twitter for our official normal football uh, predictions for this season. That should be good. Um, and once again, a massive thank you for listening. We really enjoyed doing these episodes and we're really excited to be doing this podcast again this season so uh, look out for the next proper episode which will be after the first jornada from the 22-23 Primera Liga season see you then